Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Oh, What a Night. Um, it was... A really, really good weekend from a scoreline prediction here to help me run through the good, the bad, the ugly and the beautiful Jude Summerfield, Hunter Godson. What are you both saying? What's good? It's all good, I think. Everything. Mm. Yeah. Literally everything. There is no, there's no, uh, there is no two ways about it. Just everything is magical. That was the, uh, yeah, the best weekend that in, in recent memory as a Spurs fan to get the win against Plovdiv, the <clears throat> the two signings who are huge, and then the win against Southampton. And then Wasn't that chaotic? The whole thing was just kind of like that. Ooh. That window of time was just chaos. We basically finished recording the pod, and we're like, "Oh, bit of chat about Gareth Bale." And then before you know it, Regulon, Bale, Plovdiv, Southampton. All of the chaos in between with all the announcements of will he and won't he. Um, let's start with the good. Let's do the good and, and let's talk about Gareth Bale. Like this is this is a dream, huh? Good Judy, wax lyrical. Oh, I'm so I'm just I just I'm just happy. I'm just really really happy about him coming back. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still not entirely convinced how. I'm sure he'll do well. It's just. Um, just the announcement is just the boost the whole the whole club needed after that Everton game and maybe that Plovdiv game not being so that was watchable. Weird, wasn't it? it was a weird game and that they needed. I mean, I couldn't watch any of it just because the who could? team who could exactly yeah. 
and everyone was struggling and everyone had that same sort of placeholder on Premier Sports or whatever it was um, saying, yeah, we'll be back in a minute. Can I just say, by the way, Jude, how jokes it when they started running adverts for their other content? I was yeah. like, oh, you're yeah. joking. Oh, we're looking at Serie A now? Okay. All right. Yeah, great. Like Legends of 90s Serie A. <laughs> it was really odd. What Me and Hayes were watching it over Zoom together because we just f- finished filming um, the 90 Men show. And. Uh, he was going to me it just says please wait we'll be back and I was like yeah mine says the same and then it just started playing some Serie A thing I was like are they just playing one of their other programs and it was <laughs> just literally just playing a different program that they were like play the other one I guess you know play That's what was coming so on weird. after and so then we, we ended up that. the last 15 minutes was Bulgarian TV wasn't it yeah switched across mm. to some sketchy local uh, we didn't switch across to some sketchy no, local we didn't. stream. <laughs> we waited it. <laughs> <laughs> we just waited patiently on BBC Sport mm. for updates to come through. Um, I think I think we actually came right back in on Bale uh, on um, Kane's penalty. Um, yeah. So we get through that, and then the chaos ensues. So Jude, what was your kind of what was your tipping point when you were like, ah, oh, this could actually be happening. Um, right, well, I think it it was Friday we were all expecting an announcement, wasn't it? Mm. I think we'd had news on the Thursday that it was all ramping up a bit. Um, and then, yeah, I was out all Saturday, um, so I just had notifications on my phone. I was playing cricket, so you, you're like standing out in a field for most of the day with just no idea what's happening. But did you not I take just, the phone out? Refresh. No, I didn't take that. No, <laughs> it would have been so village. <laughs> <laughs> really, really village. But no, I just came back. I can't remember what time it was. It might have been like four or five around then, I think, that they actually tweeted the news. It was six. Um, six, okay, six yeah. 6 p.m. So it six got PM. late in the day, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, but yeah, I think Thursday off Thursday we might have been pretty pretty secure that it was in the knowledge that it was happening. Were you I mean, secure? I think, I think everything was pointing towards it, yeah. Mate. And then suddenly on the Friday... We were all expecting the announcement and they took their time, didn't they? (laughs) until the moment when he was on Twitter holding up the shirt, I I was still waiting for someone to do Mm. that. There was, I don't know, something chaotic to happen and stop it all. Like, and then there was all this news about a a failed medical and all of, all of that hullabaloo. Image rights. Yeah. Never again. Just... Sorry, go on, Hunter. I was just going to say, I I mean, like, not to claim that we're in any way in the know, but we know people at the club, and the noise, the right noises were coming, where where you can tell what's what's real and what's fake, right? From like the brand partners, from the sponsors, and then from like the club, and see, everyone seemed very calm and very confident, which is not how these things usually are at all. So I, I I have a belief. I don't know if there's any fact behind it that that there'd been talks in for a while and the noise as well that Daniel Levy has, has made it very clear this window that he wanted Bale in that was like top of his list I want to bring Bale home he said he's interested you know how many how many conversations do you think the agents have with people like Daniel Levy probably quite a lot right so it doesn't it did it sort of um you're right it the epistemic distance that used to exist, right? This idea that oh, none of us will ever know what's going on, has been well and truly smashed 
by modern day media mm. and the Romanos and um, the the talk sports. I'm not they or Sky have been in any way kind of getting it spot on. But um, <clears throat> Ornstein, another one. Cy Stone for the BBC, all of this kind of like clamour for ITK has kind of shattered the illusion a little bit because now you're getting Jonathan Barnett literally briefing media about the deal. Like he was doing, he was doing calls with the media to give them information on how far away it was. It was sort of, it was very meta, wasn't it? Yeah. Kind of watching the announcement unfold, knowing two days ago supposedly it was done yeah that's the that's the clamor to be like you said itk though even agents want people to know that they're in charge i'm the agent i'm the agent yeah exactly (laughs) in the it it, i say even 10 years ago it was all about smoke and mirrors no one knew who anyone was or what anyone was doing now it's all about proving that you do know everyone and that you're the guy who who knows everything and needs to be referred to and and I guess for agents, it's more about putting themselves in the, in the window of being like, look, I can get you these big moves. I'm the agent who can not... I mean, everyone knows who Barnett is, but like, do you know what I mean? The, these guys like... You're Mino uh, Rayo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a new... There's Will a new, I get you this exposure? Exactly. You know? <laughs> I can get you this. And you know, even from the doc recently, the, the, the Prime doc, you can see how much Mourinho really values his standing as sort of someone who's Strange been pushed. That, I, I felt very uncomfortable with it, to be honest, because I felt like any manager who cares too much about themselves, in the 21st century, you have to be, as a manager, you have to be an obsessive. And I think Mourinho's an obsessive about himself rather than the club. Um, but, you know, like you said, that one with Deli Alley where he's sort of saying, you know, look at my profile, look at your profile, look where you could be. I was like, it's not really comparable though, is it? You're like a 50-something-year-old <laughs> man who's been around for many years. But yeah, so interesting. And then you have something like t- today's one with um, Steve Parrish with Crystal Palace. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Very, very and they've got, they've doubled down on it this morning, and he's gone back again. And he's quote tweeted it and said, "You're not backing down, so neither am I." So look, people don't always get it right. Um, but but that, yeah. there is a there is a want there, isn't there? To, oh yeah. To, to like, uh, it did strike me actually. I did have a weird weird moment because i was i was away this weekend um and i was really really upset in the missus we were away with some friends and we were walking the dogs in the countryside and i was desperately trying to get signal on my phone just so i can refresh it and i had to have a word with myself because i was like nothing will change whether you find out this information in 20 minutes time or in half an hour's time or an hour's time you got no control over it whatsoever but it did make me really aware of the fact that maybe football fans are a bit different now maybe we have to be a bit different whether we like it or not it's just the nature of the beast is that this is the way the game's moving is this is almost like you support one team and then you support your team in the transfer market as well mm. it's almost like the, the the football manager fifa version of your team mm. No, it's like not. an insatiable lust almost for just transfer news every minute. Mm. And uh, if there's not like an update on a specific player, you have to go and at someone and say, mm. what's the latest on this guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dopamine drip feed, isn't it? It really is, yeah. The big and one it, for me is, is Arsenal. You see that from the Arsenal fan base. Uh, so much, it's 
Arteta gets them playing some beautiful Fulham football against Fulham. They get a good one against Aston Villa. And all the comments on that one of their posts was, don't think I've forgotten about Partey or... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... It's, it's not, you know, two they two. love Partey. They love Partey. All they want to do is Partey. But, is it, well, I, I saw that this morning, actually. I saw that this morning. People just adding Romano being like, updates on this please and then he obliges so mm. it reinforces a pattern of behavior yeah so it's really really strange it's like it almost is like that rat pellet test isn't it if you press the lever and a pellet comes out you nom it down they're <laughs> going to press the lever again press you know it, like it's, press it, press it, it. It, it just it, and it, it like to Jude's point is it's completely insatiable i suppose you can get away from the fact though that it's very rarely us mm the other guys having that conversation like for us it's like without meaning to paraphrase Danny Rose so there is a fair amount of googling that has gone on in the past to make sure that oh this could be exciting as yeah. opposed to this is just outright exciting mm, yeah for no, sure. there's no getting away from it and it's very romantic isn't it mm. as well yeah yeah definitely it's kind of old school sort of it's a bit of a throwback sign in which I which I love it reminds me of Van der Vaart it's got. I, I feel the same way about this, or, or may, I feel better about this. But it's a similar sort of thing. You're like, wow, this guy is coming to play here, and for us, it's even better because he's coming home. Um, let's also just go on to the good of um, of the result. And I mean, we can do Harry Kane and, and Sonny and the beautiful, but the result itself is just a really, really necessary, helpful, good thing right now, isn't it? Uh, after last week's performance. And the Plovdiv one, to be fair, it just showed the shortcomings of when we were going to play against teams who sit deep. Because that was near enough. It was so important to get a win here that sort of just calmed everyone down a bit. Myself included. Just sort of calming everything down. Making sure that you remember that it's just two games into the season. And, and you know, we're still all right. I thought it was good that Undumbele got another 45 under his belt and and that turn for the... I actually thought he was very good on the ball. I thought he put in a fair bit of running off the ball. Um, that turn for the for the goal was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Took took their midfield out of the game and then hit Kane with a perfect pass. So, yeah, there, there were some good... There were some definite good things. And, you know, to score five goals... I mean, I said it to you, Hainsy, at the time, I think. I haven't seen us score five goals in a long, long time, so it just felt really nice. Yeah, and there's something different about seeing a player run clear of the defence, isn't there? There's something different. You're like, wow, I'm expecting him to score here, and I don't want to go full XG again, but when Sonny's running through on goal, you're like, wow, this is a big chance, and it gives you an opportunity to actually get excited about the chance, as opposed to kind of like pop shots from distance, crosses into the box. You actually sort of felt, didn't you, Jude, that it was like, yeah, we're earning these opportunities and we're taking opportunities that we should score. Mm. And I'm so confident in Son nowadays that he'll take those chances as well. He's come a, he's come along like a ridiculous amount in terms of finishing over the like the last two or three years. I just didn't think... Well, I, well, I was looking at the highlights afterwards... It's like yeah, he was never going to miss any of those chances. He's Both like feet ice, as well. yeah. He's like I, he's ice cold now, um, which is fabulous. I mean, he was basically just repeating the same goal over and over again, but um, still, they were fabulous finishes. 
and just so much yeah. like so much power on him as well you know he yeah like, he just rattles them into the far corner or yeah it's, it was it was fabulous it was really good finishing so result was good it was a magic to see Bale come in. We will, I think, we'll probably do Regulon uh, or Regulon or, or however we'll we'll find out there. I mean, I know he's done a Twitter post about it, but <laughs> I'm sure I'll get it right one day. Um, we'll come on to do him perhaps next week because I don't think we're that far away from seeing him. Mm. I think we'll we'll probably see him sooner rather than later, according to Jose. Um, so we've had the good. I think it's important that we still do the bad, even though it was a very very good week. There were some things that we can look at and be like, do you know what, probably want to watch out for that. And I'll start with Plovdiv because we've had Plovdiv since our, our last uh, since our last podcast. It's a little bit worrying to me just how uh, how hard we made that. And I still look at it and think, oh, a poor side that sits deep. I do want to see us be able to unlock and get through them, even though they're sitting with two lines basically on top of each other. You know, is that fair or am I going a bit too far there? It's that low block thing again, isn't it? We we know Spurs have got issues trying to break teams down. Um, and it just depends whether we're going to get enough creativity in midfield in our starting eleven, and whether, you know, Jose can react to, to games and make changes when he needs to. Because uh, the problem I have with starting Hoiberg and Winks together is they both lack that, like, killer pass. Like, I don't think either... They can, you know, we can see... Hoiberg is, you know, going to mop things up, and Winks will keep things steady and ticking over in the middle of the pitch. But ideally, having those two together in a in a, in a game that we should be dominating and creating chances more regularly than we have been is a bit worrying. I find. Well, and also, I think you saw, didn't you, as well, the way in which Ndombele can change gear. Yeah, can actually help put a defense on a back foot. I think. Winks and Hoybier like the game to be very much in front of them. You know, they like to have their, their shoulders square and they play the game looking forward. And then when they turn on the right angle, the, the, you, you lose all impetus, don't you? You sort of, mm. it becomes very easy for defences to get organised again. Whereas Ndombele seems to be able to play blind passes and line-breaking passes that make a massive, massive difference. Um, it, it, it did feel the same in the first half against Southampton, didn't it, Hunter? Yeah, I think... So it, it's never good to dwell on the first half. When you win 5-2, I don't want to be the guy who dwells on the first half. But the first half was everything that Mourinho uh, gets beaten over the head with by people like me, which was we were passive in in our press. We we allowed Southampton onto us. They scored the first goal for some utterly dreadful defending from Eric Dyer and Sanchez. Um, how Eric Dyer keeps getting picked. I might put that in the ugly, to be fair. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, and it just felt like the game was going to pass us by with with us playing long balls that weren't really working. <laughs> um, and credit Southampton for the first half, but they the difference being, and I think plenty of pundits have said this, we have Son and Kane, who who can smash the ball in and play these incredible balls. Whereas you know Southampton had three, four, five goal scoring chances before we really pushed on. And didn't take any of them. And, you know, so the game will be forgotten as a bad loss for them. But, you know, it's a, you know the, the age-old adage that you have to take your chances and Southampton didn't. And, and so Spurs really took advantage of that. Yeah, and I, I suppose one thing that we should add properly um, to the good and the bad, at the time of recording, it looks as though 
our game's not going to go ahead tonight. Looks as though we'll get a, a bye um, against Leighton Orient. So um, thoughts of all of those that have um, found out they've got coronavirus. It's probably pretty crap, particularly if you've been around loved ones who, who are maybe a little bit more vulnerable and you just didn't know you had it. Um, uh, so kind of good, but also kind of bad because That's I was hoping to see yeah. uh, Delhi tonight. Yeah, I'm, w- I'm with yeah. you, mate. And also I don't like... I don't like the idea of them losing out. You know, they're a league, league two club, and this is a, you know big opportunity. Big it? opportunity yeah. gets at TV money as well that they'll lose out on in a time of crisis. And and there's a you know a wider thing to be said here that the the football league has decided not to test regularly league one and league two teams now. Now Spurs paid for Leighton Orient to be tested which saved some sort of incident. But if, if they hadn't and this game goes ahead and Spurs get six or seven coronavirus cases and Leighton Orient go on to spread it around the club, it's, you're talking about a major incident for the Premier League and then for the Football League as well. So I think they really need to have a look at that. And uh, Let me chuck a question to you, mate, on that. Is there any part of you that feels that Leighton Orient are being treated differently because they are... A lower tier team so putting this out there if Sp- let's just say the game had gone ahead mm-hmm. and spurs uh play late in orient they win the game they get through but then off the back of it there is a sudden outbreak in the tottenham squad yeah spurs also have a game on thursday yeah. and the playoff round of the europa league is next week do you think spurs would be so willingly and happily accepting of the fact that, well, I'm sorry, the schedule is just too busy. We're going to have to give Chelsea a bye against you in the League Cup. It's a tough one because I know that the the Europa League or UEFA have made it clear that if you can't travel for whatever reason for for a game, then you will you are um, you'll be you'll be out of the tournament. So I guess in that case. They wouldn't have accepted it, but my thinking is, and I'm sure Leighton Orient will have made this case. They will have enough players who don't have who who, who tested negative, and the and the game can always be moved to a different venue, um, which I'm sure is the argument Spurs would put forward. Is they'll just remove the players that that have tested positive, and they'll they'll play it in a venue that hasn't had any cases of coronavirus. But the. the <laughs> As with all of this, we're, we're walking on ground that hasn't been touched before. No one knows really what true. they're doing. The rules aren't massively in place. And, and the ones that are there have only been there for a couple of months. So do I think they'd be treated differently? Yes. Spurs, Spurs, you know, one of the biggest teams in the world, one of the richest teams in the world. That does make a difference. Should they be? Absolutely not. And I think it's a real shame that they're late and on aren't going to get a go. But, you know, that's just... One of those where people just go, well, that's life at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a shame for yeah. Orient, isn't it? Because like you said, last season, this game happens last season, they're buzzing to play this, you know. They're like sort of desperate to get this game in, get the TV money, get the exposure. Um, also, there's a lovely narrative there with Harry Kane sponsoring the, the mm. shirts as well. It's just a shame for them. On the flip side as well, the positive for for Spurs is that it's one less game in a very, very manic period. And so even though it's not, shouldn't be seen as a good thing, there is upsides to the fact that they have to play one less game and get a bye through the competition, which 
at this stage, I'm sure Jose Mourinho will be thoroughly overjoyed with. Mm. Um, okay, let's do let's do ugly and then let's finish with a beautiful each because there's lots to choose from. Mm. So, um, I feel like we probably do need to address the Delhi stuff. What has been your your take on that, guys? Go on, Jude. Makes me a bit sad, really. Um, the prop the problem is that I or that I find with it is that. I, I don't see Mourinho being here in five or six years. And in that time, Delhi could have, well, I think he would have turned everything around and be playing like 16, 17 season standard football again. And if we get rid of him now, it just seems like we've only got those performances to lose, if you know what I mean. Mm. So it's... I'd much rather if he if he needs to like uh, be transformed into more of a central midfielder because I'm I'm not sure if Spurs are going to play too much with a ten now seeing as we've got this quite large group of centre mids then that should be the idea but I don't want him going to PSG man that's the, that's the problem I I think when you look at his sort of if you're going to call it a downturn it's the same sort of downturn as Spurs took as a whole and it was when players like Moussa Dembele leaves. Uh, um, Ericsson leaves when your armor falls away, and what you're talking about is a team sort of just deteriorating. Where I'm not saying Deli Ali had uh, was under less pressure, but he certainly wasn't. Didn't have the spotlight shined on him to f- to be the main creator and the main goal scorer. Nowadays, the team isn't as good as it is. He's not as gelled to these players, and w- what you need to do is rebuild a team that works and fit him in that rather than just saying, oh, he doesn't work in this system and that's it, he's done. I think, I think, I, I know it's maybe not the greatest sign of a, a brilliant player, but I think he'll, he's going to work better in a team when he's surrounded by a, a team that's already gelled. And I think if he goes to PSG or one of the other teams that have been sort of rumoured to be interested, I just think it will work for him. I think, he'll, I think, I think it will work better for him. Um, and then the other option, I mean, the other thing is, if he goes to PSG, he might become another Draxler, Lacelso. You know, they they oh, buy no. the, this talent and they sit him on the bench. And, it, and I just re- I really want it to work for him because I feel like he he loves the club and the, the fans love him. Um, yeah, it, it it would be a real shame to lose him. I think. Let me put this sort of that, that present the opposite view of this. Um, if you're someone that's not a Delhi fan, I mean, we all are, but if you're someone that's not, you're perhaps looking at this and going, he hasn't hit the heights for a couple of years now. Maybe there is decent money to be made that might free up more funds, that might um, remove someone that potentially has been causing... Or, 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 uh, in the documentary, the only thing that we had to go off was, was Mourinho saying that he felt like Delhi was lazy. Um is there any credence in in the other side? Yeah, look, he hasn't he hasn't hit those heights, has he? So that, that's that's enough for people to say that he he his performances haven't been great. He's not scoring as much as he was. He's not assisting as well as he was. He's not as fast as he was because of the hamstring injuries. But there's still a fantastic player in there, and um, I mean his game is one that's really hard to quantify. Uh, because a lot of it is running off the ball and a movement off the ball, which for a lot of people, you're not going to see that. Now, a player like Christian Eriksen can see that and find you time and time again. I don't think there's anyone in the Spurs squad right now 
who can find Deli Alley like that. Um, so <laughs> will it work for him? It's it's really really tough to tell, and I do think there is credence in people saying he's had a couple of years now, and he's and he looks off it. But when you saw in the in the documentary where he's saying, "Oh, we're just hoofing it long and defending," there's also credence in that. It doesn't work to his game. He's not being petulant. He's talking. He's speaking truths. Like that is that is a outdated tactic in the Premier League in the 21st century. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I suppose there's. It's a real difficulty in someone like Deli Ali. I'm not pigeonholing him and putting him alongside Jesse Lingard, who's been linked. I'm just saying that Jesse Lingard is someone that the world will only appreciate if he scores goals and gets assists. You won't be able to see anything else about his game from him making sort of linking passes, linking runs, drifting into pockets of space. Deli Ali, I think, is slightly more easy on the eye and slightly more thought-provoking in terms of what he does because you do see him make nice passes, subtle moves, linking attacks. But people always seem to come back to the point with him as that, where's his contribution? Show mm. me his contribution. And like you said, Hunter, if, if, if his contribution was work rate, people don't buy into the idea that, okay, Deli Ali ran 11 kilometres tonight. You know, mm. that, that that's not enough for people. Whereas for me... That does an enormous amount. When I'm watching him live at the games, I'm always I'm blown away by his work ethic and how hard that he works for the team, and how when we do turn the ball up, turn the ball over higher up the pitch, he's usually the first person there and the one that's actually making things tick because he is working so hard to mm. be in the right positions. And um, be interesting to see what happens with that over yeah. the course of the next few days. I hope he stays. Love you, Delhi. Yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, the only other one I wanted to bring up here was is um, Eric Dyer and Davinson Sanchez has to be put in it as well. Um, Eric Dyer, for me, I, I mean, I know Mourinho picks his favourites and sticks with them, but he, he's not justifying his position in the team at the moment. I'm not saying he's not good enough to play for Spurs. I'm not saying, I'm just saying at the moment, on the form he's currently showing... There's an argument for the Calvert Lewin goal. He gets caught underneath it and doesn't know where the doesn't know where the strike is coming from. And for the the goal at the weekend, he also he got caught underneath another long ball. And Sanchez again, it's look, both of them were stuck in the shall we stick or shall we twist? But the truth is we've we've conceded two goals now, the Calvert Lewin one and the Ings one, where both the centre backs are not aware of where the only striker is playing. Now, I don't know if that's a defensive issue, but surely one of the centre-backs should be looking after the striker at all times, or at least <laughs> know where they are. Um, the, Ings, the Ings goal was an incredible finish. Um, Lloris has always hurt been weak down to his right. Yeah. It hurt seeing that one. It did, it did hurt because it was just like... It felt inevitable at the time, I have to say. Um, but... You do just wonder, like, I, I thought Devin Sanchez was going to be properly world beater when, when we bought him. Um, he's just not really progressing. Alderweireld is getting getting on, and Eric Dyer is, again, st- stuck in this sort of, is he improving or is he the same player he was three seasons ago? Now, I'm Ooh. not saying he needs a couple of, he needs a, a run of games at centre-back to see if he actually can play there, but I think it is an issue for Spurs at the moment. And also... So the the noises before the game, Jude, were that that you play Dyer and Sanchez to deal with a mobile front line. You know, Adams and Ings cause 
obviously as Hunter said, there's a lot of like they're, they're nippy, they're sharp, good movement. I'm just wondering whether whether we actually need to just have a little rethink about the way in which we defend. Perhaps we don't seem to have much agility there um, in terms of just raw pace, full stop. And we're already sitting quite deep. So it does. I do find interest in the idea of playing without a without a, a proper defensive leader. I know Dai is very vocal, but I see Alderweireld as the most the most naturally gifted leader out of the three. Mm-hmm. Oh well, to be sitting so deep and then be done by a ball over the top, um, especially with someone like Danny Ings who loves playing against Spurs. He seems to always score when he's playing against Spurs, and. You know, the idea you should have in your mind is that you just don't give him a sniff and you're like tight with him all the time. Um, and he only needed that little touch and like a little snapshot to get a to get a shot away. Um, is quite yeah, it's quite worrying. Um it's definitely gonna be in like a position they need to address sooner rather than later. They're not gonna get a centre back in this month, I don't think, or before the window closes. Mm-hmm. But if you go through those options at the moment I know Alderweireld is a bit of a leader, but I think I think it was in the Everton game where you could just see his legs had totally gone oh, don't say when he was it. trying. Don't say it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, when like um, when Ben Davis sold him down the river a little bit and oh, Richarlison was yeah. running through, yeah, you could just sort of see. Yeah, he was running through quicksand. What do you think to Tanganga? If he could, if you, if you could get Tanganga alongside Alderweireld, is there enough legs there? Uh, well, we know Tanganga is fast because Mourinho said it before the Liverpool game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. um, I'd love to see him have a, like a proper run at centre back because uh, he got most of his games out white last season. Yeah, I think he's got a niggle at the moment, hasn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, a bit annoying. Yeah, so when he comes back, I'd love to see a bit more of him. Maybe not in those really high-profile games, but in a few Europa League ones. And if they want to play him in a couple of Prem games as well, that'd be grand. Because it's it's an issue they need to fix, so they might as well you know give a few combinations a different try. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're going to drop Dyer anytime soon because it seems like he's, he's the fave, isn't he? He's he the is the favourite, and he is he it does happens. seem quite vocal. Um, it's a, yeah, it's, it's but, a thing of like you said, we're we're playing in a way that, that without a defence midfielder, we're not we're not really engaging the ball until it's about ten fifteen yards into our half. We're not really that. We're not good enough defensively to allow teams that sort of time and space to build in front of us. I don't think. Whereas we're playing a long, low block, but we're just, we're just we're too leaky. Unless we play three at the back with when Reggie Long comes in, um, I, I think we'll con- we'll concede a fair few goals like that this season. Yes, it, uh, one of the things that I found when I was watching Liverpool the other day was seeing players press in like in literally a five you know mm. so there's like there's obviously different types of press and there's different ways around it and um, when people talk about us pressing I don't necessarily know what they mean because I don't even when we do go further forward I don't think we're necessarily a, a pressing side anymore so um yeah I, I mean the most important thing we got the win season's off off the mark Suddenly, everything is forgotten from Everton, and fingers crossed we're seeing Gareth Bale sooner rather than later. So let's take a beautiful each because there's loads to pick from, but we're running out of time. So, um, Jude, you can go first. Uh, I'll go with Harry Kane's playmaking abilities. Sauce. 
that Complete is uh, sauce. yeah that was delicious i have to say um and i hope it's something we see more of i'm not expecting him to you know pick up four assists in a game but um like the idea of him just dropping in between that defense and midfield um from the opposition and then playing balls over the top for son to to get onto and if you add bale into that mix as well i don't think it's something we can really expect from lucas just cuz he seems to be bailing out his mates at the back usually mm. but um, if they can get those two running off Kane it'd be totally delicious to watch totally juicy totally juicy yeah. <laughs> Hunter beautiful one well I think I think it's going to have to be Sonny isn't it I mean the the, the fact that um, the fact that he's I said it the, the other day the fact that he's so both footed and people are aware of that but it makes it so hard for keepers to set themselves because when he's running up to you, you know that he can take it right or he can take it left, and it doesn't. It makes no difference to him. And you saw that there was two, I think there was two right and two left, and that they with such ease, like a dink, a volley, a hard shot. You know, the guy is top quality. And recently, he's been a, he's not been um, that clinical with his finishing, Sonny recently. And so to see him to see him bash four in from four chances was really, I don't know, it just felt like cleaning the slate like this is the start of the season this is the son that we saw in pre-season and yeah I think um, I th- yeah just felt just felt good didn't it scoring five goals always feels good but yeah absolutely mm. okay I'll give you mine have you guys seen the full length of the BT Sport interview Crouch and Bale there's a ten minute version yeah I watched, no, I watched the three minute one like earlier okay. today mm. I'm going to share it with you Jude because it is a joy. Mm. Like, it is an absolute joy. There are so many parts of it that they couldn't obviously cram in. But there's a, about a three, four minute sequence where he's just talking about the team that they had before and the fact that now he's coming back and the, and the, the club has just got bigger and, and better and he wants to be a part of it. And you can just tell that he's delighted to be at the club. It's not He's not doing that that classic interview thing of like obviously this is a huge club I'm delighted to be here and mm. let's go on and win he's when he says I want to go on and win it's because he's gone away won everything and I was like no I want to do it with someone who I actually like <laughs> you know like, I want to do it with people that that genuinely love me and yeah. and he talks about just just wanting to be loved and wanting to be well received and he sort of almost has a little bit of a glint in his eye when he's talking about the fact that he's now going to be playing with with Gareth, Be- uh, uh, Harry Kane, and 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 Sonny, and Peter Crouch sort of makes jokes about the the fact that he had his gangly legs on the end of everything that Bale <laughs> used to put into the box. It just, it was really really lovely listening to him talk about two generations of Tottenham teams, mm. and the fact that he is possibly the only real link still around now with the exception of Modric to some extent. Um, possibly the only link from that wonderful era of Tottenham that was just a joy, an absolute joy to watch. Mm. And and then this current group of players who have been a joy have got to, got to do a little bit of work to get back to that level where we can properly, properly love watching them again. But the idea of those two worlds colliding and the idea that he is really, really happy to be a part of it and doesn't sound doesn't sound like he's some just like turning up because no one else wanted him yeah. doesn't sound like he's just turning up for the the shits and gigs because he wants to be closer to Wales it's like 
no, I, I want to be here. This is the only place that I wanted to come to as soon as I knew that I could come to Spurs. I wanted to come back. That just filled me with so much sort of positive energy that it, it makes me think, even if we only get 10 goals out of him this season or 10 big performances. We're worth it. 100%. Mm. Yeah. Um, that first game that he's back, well, with fans as well, when they let fans back in, is going to be... Oh, oh, his, I mean, his reaction to it is going to be lovely because he's going to he's gonna go from, you know, having handkerchiefs yeah, waved at him or, or milk bottles, as I think yeah. you guys have <laughs> you've got now. <laughs> milk um, bottles waved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, they're just charming his name. It's, yeah, it's gonna. Oh. It, that's gonna just fill me with absolute joy. Mm. Yeah, um, there's so many little things that we'd be looking out for, right? The first time that he's standing on the touchline and the ball gets switched out to him, or the first time that there's a free kick thirty yards out and you see him walk towards the ball and, and pick it up and do that like weird sort of semi Ronaldo esque stance. That he he's better than Ronaldo at free kicks. He is. He, is. he should have taken them at Real Madrid. <laughs> Ronaldo's record is trash. Yeah, it's rubbish. But the, the the first time that you see him sort of pick up a ball and start driving at a defender, Ugh. you know, the first one that he just has a bit of space 30 yards out to let a shot off. You just think like so yeah. many of these little things that we're not just getting to enjoy, but we're actually adding to the team as well. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, in that interview, he, he addresses, look, he's not going to be doing 90-yard bursts of, you know, down the wing like he once was. And... I think Spurs fans know that. He's matured. I think, you know, go and watch... Go, if you don't, haven't, go and watch what he's played like in recent games because it's a much more mature player who can be much more effective deeper in the field defensively as well as offensively. He's, he's a real asset for a team. And, and especially if you ask Wales fans, they'll still tell you he's the best player in the world and that's all we really yeah. care about. <laughs> watch, watch Wales play and watch the impact that he has on the team while being so much more energy efficient. Mm. He's not like bombing up and down anymore but he's like his numbers still add up pace wise yeah, exactly. he's not slow this oh, is God, the thing no. that like he's still one of the fastest players in the league mm. it's just he's doing it more sparingly so he doesn't get injured which works for me works for me too mm. okay that was great fun I'm, I'm looking forward to us doing another one of these next week off the back of hopefully a win tonight in some format, hopefully a, another win in the Europa League and then hopefully a good win against Newcastle at home. Fingers crossed, touch wood. Hope you enjoyed the pod. Leave us a rating and a review if you did. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you check us all out on social as well and we'll see you all next time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.